Now I'm still looking at my vision, for thou art with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are y'all following that? So I'm not, I'm no longer looking at my distraction. I'm no longer studying how do I get over this. I'm no longer looking at it and saying how do I get around this. I'm no longer looking at saying do I deserve more. No, no, no. When I look, when I look at vision, I know I deserve more. When I look at vision, I know I'm greater than this. When I look at vision, you, you hear me? So I don't have to watch the steps I take. The vision tells me lift your foot. All y'all don't hear what I'm saying. As long as I can see. Welcome to the Backpack Preacher. It is so good to be um, back with you guys. Um, I am delighted to have my friend, uh, Crystal Angulia, here today with me. She's more than a friend, um, you know, for years. She's been with, in, with me in ministry for most of her adult life, and, and that's, that's rare. Um, but these sessions are called What's in the Pack? You know, these are the opportunities, whether you find out what's in my pack, um, whether you find out where I bring someone else in and they tell you about their life story or how did they get where they got. And, I mean, real stories, not just success, you know. Um, I like to have these type of sessions because it, it, it allows you in the life of a, of a creative or uh, inside the life of someone who's called. I think we've hidden a lot of that, too much of that from people. Um, and whether it be ministry, whether it just be successful people, we've hidden a lot of our struggles um, because we just want you to know that we're at the top. We don't want you to know how we got there, um, how many times we fell, or whether we're really at the top, or whether the top even means anything. I don't want to hide in our podcast, and I never will, and I never do. And so I thought, hey, why not bring someone in who knows everything um, about the process, the hard parts, the good, the bad. So I welcome my friend. I did her wedding, matter of fact, and I walked in in the aisle. It was kind of wild. Um, That's almost 14 years ago. 14 years ago to do her ceremony, walk her down the aisle, um, give her away. Um, it was just a great time. So, Crystal. Yes. How do you, um, could you, this is interesting, could you in three words describe your year's of ministry with this wild jack guy. Could I in three words? Is it, it, it might not be possible. If it is, I, I want you to try. So I can give you maybe like the best three words. It won't sum it up. Um, dedication is one. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Can't use words. I can use phrases. Can we use phrases? Mm-hmm. Word. Um, I'll say the word outreach, mm-hmm. but that's just big in itself. Mm-hmm. That's like a big umbrella of things. Um, and I'll say just maybe just sporadic. <laughs> what of those three? Mm-hmm was the one that you felt like drove the ministry the hardest. So what was the fuel of the engine, you think? Out of those Outreach. Three? Outreach. Because it was always about the people outside of those four walls. And I think that's why transitioning for you was so smooth and so easy. It didn't cost you a lot once you decided to do it and not worry about what people thought because you were always concerned with the people outside of those walls. 
Yeah, that that's true. And and you know, I think that the beauty of what God did with us all those years as kids, even back in college, that was that we never knew what we were doing. No, no. You know, I I didn't know that that the drive of the ministry was supposed to be evangelical. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know it religiously. Mm-hmm. I just knew that as if you're going to be a good person in this world, mm-hmm. then if you're going to have a church, a business, a, a salon, whatever you have, mm-hmm. it should be good to people. People mm-hmm. should be able to walk out of here saying, man, that was a good experience and want to come back. Um, so I never called it evangelism. And, and I think, you know, hearing you say that about how that was the thrust mm-hmm. and it's a biblical thrust. But I promise you, I didn't do it that because it was the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> I did it because yeah. it was right. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. What do you? What's the? What's the biggest? Let's go straight to this. Okay. No, let's walk. Let's slowly creep into this. What was your biggest thrill? You think over all these years of of of, of your experience? What What do you? What was your some moments of thrill for you? Like, wow, this is a, this is a thrill. So I remember, and you're going to say you didn't like this moment, but I remember there was a time, it was a, maybe about six months or so after mom died, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even that far. Somebody had did something or said something to me, mm-hmm. and it really like kind of made me say, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think the next day, you had called me and was like, come to my house and meet, meet with me at 6 o'clock. I'm having a meeting about an idea I have, mm-hmm. and it was ChristianWinners.com. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, I can't, I can't quit. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really, literally all about the people. It had nothing to do with the church. Mm-hmm. It was all about the people. And it wasn't about old oh, people in poverty, whatever. It was about leaders. Yeah. It was about women. It was about everybody. It was about the people. How can we free these people? Mm-hmm. So those, that was one of those moments when it was like, yeah, let's go. So it kind of, and I think, it, I think that kind of speaks to the sporadic nature of mm-hmm. the ministry. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think sporadic is a good word because it's a great way for our, our yeah. mind to understand it. Yeah. If I were to describe the same thing spiritually, mm-hmm. I would say it was open. It was. It was. You know? It was. Because, again, that word sporadic is a great word to describe it because it was. Mm-hmm. Like, even in that situation, it's like, okay, I, get, I hit this spot where I want to quit. I had no clue that you were at that spot. Mm-hmm. But here I am like, oh, I got an idea. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't, oh, um, Crystal's going through something. Let me give her a title right. to keep her connected. Right. right. I had no clue. No. I just kind of, I didn't pray. God didn't reveal to right. me that you were right. going through anything. It was kind of like, I don't know. I just had an idea. Right. But in that openness to God to mm-hmm. just have ideas mm-hmm. was a healing salve that you needed mm-hmm. at that time. I'll say this and I'll give it back to you. I love being uninvolved. You had, and I had to keep it that way. As far as I was concerned, I had to keep it that way. Yeah. Just, just uninvolved. But Mm -hmm. I'm talking about uninvolved in the process of ministry, Mm -hmm. uninvolved in what we're doing, Mm -hmm. basically in a way of we're going to sit down and have meetings and we're going to plan what God is going to do. Mm Mm-hmm. It's always been like, oh, uh, mm-hmm. very random. We've been judged harshly for that. And I was going to say that. I was going to say, I think in the world of church, it's like if it's not organized, it's not God. Or if it's not organized, it's not good. And so I say the word sporadic on a positive note. Yeah. 
Like, everything doesn't have to be extremely organized and planned out. Sometimes God gives you an idea and you run with it. That's and those it. are some of the best That's things it. we've done. Let me ask you this, and then mm-hmm. you're going to get scared because you're just a scary person. And this is a real question, not a mm-hmm. setup question. Did Jesus have a plan or did he just have a mission? I think he had a mission. It feels like it to me. Yeah, I think I'm not sure. I'm not guys on this listening to this podcast, watching YouTube. I am not saying that this is gospel truth, but Mm -hmm. we do have a right as human beings and sons of God to look Mm -hmm. at the scriptures, look at a lifestyle, say, "Wow, I wonder what that is." That's what makes us strong Christians. Mm -hmm. (coughs) I never saw a crystal where Jesus really had a a way to go about it. Mm -hmm. It was almost like this is what I want to do. This is the goal, and I'm going to go get it. And so I'm just going to do stuff that mm-hmm. leads toward, mm-hmm. toward that. Mm-hmm. What was your most devastating moments um, in, in ministry besides the, well, I won't say besides the deaths, because mm-hmm. um, I, I don't, let's just talk about some of the devastating moments of, of your time um, Chasing this this dream that we didn't quite know what the dream was, we just knew it was something. What was some of your devastating times? I think the the devastating times were the deaths, mm-hmm. and so early on it was like watching you go through the things. But then I think the hardest hit one was mine. That mm-hmm. was the most devastating. But I think what kept me going was that I had to keep things moving, mm-hmm. and I couldn't come to you and say, "Hey, what do I do? How do we do this?" <laughs> I couldn't. I didn't. I felt horrible bothering you while you're mourning your mom. So I never got a chance to mourn it myself. Mm. And I think the part where it really affected me was when people would say stuff like, oh, you're trying to replace. I'm not. You can't You can't replace somebody like that. That's never. That was never my goal. You can't replace. You just can't. So you try to pick up the ball. You try. You drop it. Some mm-hmm. things fall. Mm-hmm. But you try your best to pick it up and just keep moving with it. Mm-hmm. But that was probably one of the, but I had to grow up. You know, and I don't want to leave the subject. But this is the freedom of podcast conversations that was in the pack because that, that's 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 in the pack. Disappointment's in the pack. Mm-hmm. But I think the deeper side, and I ne- you never told me that when people would say you're trying to be trying to replace mom. My question to that is mm-hmm. always, and this is not just because my my mom passed a long time ago. I don't have yeah. emotions of being angry at anybody yeah, 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 about no. silly things they said. Yeah, but. What were you supposed to do? Because if I didn't do anything, then the finger would be pointed at me. If I did anything, the finger was pointed at me. Then it would be almost like a challenge, like, so what you going to do? It's like, uh, I'm just going to do what I've been doing and try to pick up. <laughs> I, like I did. And, you know, the, crazy thing, the craziest thing about it, you probably didn't notice either, her last couple weeks or so, Mm-hmm. And you would say, go over there and let's figure out, you know, see what you need to help her with. She didn't want to do nothing. Mm-hmm. We would just sit there and talk. Because she didn't, and I, and I can't say, mom, we got to get some of this stuff done. She wanted to sit there and talk. She didn't want to deal with the idea of like, I'm not going to be doing this anymore. Right. So I literally was picking up those last couple months when she was sick, sick, mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. Along with people saying, well... There's no more toilet paper left. And it's like, do you understand? No, they don't. This is the thing <laughs> I've learned that, that, and this is why, and I thank you for saying that, because this is why this whole concept of what we're doing now has mm-hmm. to exist. Mm-hmm. Because that's the, that is the mindset of adult believers. Yeah. That this, 
just like you would take Ellie or I would take Soul and say, mm-hmm. okay, what's the best daycare we could put mm-hmm. them in? That's almost the mindset of people yeah. joining churches. Yeah. Let me find a daycare that yeah. I enjoy, that yeah. I can have fun in, that I have cool friends at, that yeah. I can laugh and enjoy yeah. myself when I yeah. come here and then I go home. Yeah. So it's never, we don't have toilet paper. Man, last week I realized we didn't have toilet paper in our church. Let me, let me run by Rite Aid on my way to church and say, hey, I bought 50 rolls. You know, and we're again, we're not talking about the mega church that no. has a staff to do that. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. a two, three hundred member church where yeah. it's like, yeah, everybody should pick up that piece of paper. Yeah. Anybody can go grab the yeah. vacuum because it's right there in the yeah. closet, you know, yeah. that type of thing. And but that's the concept, mm-hmm. which takes me to a deeper spiritual realm. If it's wrong for you to take over from mom, then it kind of speaks to the idea of why people don't haven't taken over for Jesus. It's almost like, well, let's just look for the new Jesus. Let's look for the new person. You yeah. know? It, yeah. it, it, Somebody's going to do it. Somebody will get it mm-hmm. done. And it's never, let, let me do it. Mm-hmm. Lord, send me. Mm-hmm. It's always, mm-hmm. you know, because they would say the same thing about, oh, you're trying to be like Bishop Scott. Mm-hmm. And you figure this man's still alive. Mm-hmm. And I always said, like, it's a compliment. It, it's <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. But at that time, I didn't, not that I didn't see it that way, but I couldn't confidently say, this is really a compliment. I didn't, I, I didn't see it that way. I didn't, I didn't understand it to be that way. Because where, where do mantles come from? Right. They don't come from God. No, right. You've never seen a mantle come from God. Right. It's always come from a person. Right. Elijah to Elisha. Right. Right. Bishop Scott to me. Right. Jesus to his disciples right. and then on to us. Right. It always came from right. somewhere. Right. This concept of, oh, what? What else would you know? That's like saying I'm always going to take the path unblazed. Mm-hmm. That means you're always going to have a hard way to go. <laughs> that like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you walk somebody else's blazed trail? I, I just yeah. That's 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 interesting to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. What other what other times do you feel like? Dang, this is pretty devastating. When you got sick in the last couple of years. Oh, the kidney stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you think I was going to die? I didn't, but I, <laughs> I did. So I didn't. I, I did. I, I didn't. I didn't. But I know so much happened during that time. But I kn- knew if Boomi and I didn't keep you close, somebody would try to kill you. Mm-hmm. Like whether it be the people, like it just somebody was going to try to just take you down mm-hmm. all the way down, mm-hmm. all the way down. Yeah. Like from the inboxes to the threats to the, you know, yeah. You know, you're going to whatever and just die. Yeah. All the craziness. And that, you know, that, I kind of always laughed at that because Mm -hmm. it was never a real threat to me. Mm -hmm. Like when you've had guns drawn on you Mm -hmm. or you've been in like, Mm -hmm. like in my younger years of shooting dice in the streets and stuff, like being robbed and stuff. And then, but deeper than that, going to Africa and facing down witches, Mm -hmm. it's very, um, or Williamsport and facing down warlocks. It's very, yeah. it doesn't impress me for some rando to jump in my inbox and say, God said you're going to die because you didn't give me a title while I was at your church. Right. Okay. Right. You know? Right. Um, I think what hurt me more with those type of things was I gave these people my life, yo. But who am I to whine? Right. Because Jesus hanging up with his with his arms spread and yeah. nailed and his knees yeah. knocked together and nailed. 
Yeah. He gave them people yeah. his literal life. Yeah, literally. And they said, screw you. Yeah, still said it. Yeah. So it's almost like you just yeah. said, I never saw it that way. It's almost yeah. like a, a new perspective almost a, a causes you to forgive. Yeah. Because it's like, my perspective is, hey, God, they, 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 they crapped on you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you gave your blood. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. <laughs> and the only thing that kept me from like going off during that time was your sister. Mm-hmm. I would call Janine like almost every day. Mm-hmm. And we just got through it. And that's what it is. And, and the, it's amazing you say that because when it all is said and done, mm-hmm. it is your family. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't care. Today, like today being Kay's birthday. Yeah. I stopped. I paused. Where's my phone? Because I want to. I want to read it to you. Um. Because it was important, and I realized it today. Even when I wrote his thing, I put a picture of him up, and I said, "My son has traveled the country with me, starting churches, campus ministries, even in the southern Africa to run crusades, teaching schools, and today he's 16." The fun part is. Neither of us knew what we were doing. Caleb Joseph Winter is my only son. The greatest birthday wish for you is to be better than me. And when that happens, it will be the only proof that I was worth anything in this world. Not a book, not a conference, or any notoriety. Just a happy boy with my last name, your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Because, it, it, you know, Crystal, you remember, we could take our minds all the way back to... Um, uh, uh, Nidro and Kamak, you know, all I had was my kids, you know, my little babies. And everywhere I went, they were with me. They were sitting in somebody's lap while I was preaching, and then y'all would make sure we got home. And then, it, and that's what it was for years and years and years. It yeah. is ignorant to yeah. look around and say, "Oh, that apostle helped me, and yeah. that that yeah. bishop sowed into my life, yeah. and uh, yeah. that woman gave me a prophetic word." Mm-hmm. No, it was Caleb yeah. who was just. There, yep, wrapped around my leg, yep. You know what I mean. And if we got that, then that's the strength to deal with, right? Anything else, right? That's why I knew if if that's why I said he's not he's not going to die. It's going to be rough though. It was yeah, it was rough. It was going to be real rough. And in a sense, I think I it did kill me. It did. It killed, it killed a lot me of every parts way of you. but it that, did. but physically, it did. Like it did. Because even to the point where I thought physically, I really thought, like, because, you know, I always thought that anyway. I always thought I would depart early. Early. Mm-hmm. So even after I had, ch- no, I didn't change my mind then. It was later I changed my mind. I was like, okay, this, because I was convinced at 55 I would leave. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, at 40, uh, 38, 37, I got, I'm on dialysis, okay. I made it to 40. Okay, I'm praying for a kidney. Um, and I was okay if God didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I know people would say, that's weird. You're lying for that. No, I was okay. See, what people have to understand is when you've taken the losses I've taken, when you've taken mm-hmm. the losses I've taken, when you lose a child, losing a kidney is not really that bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but I did think, okay, yeah, I'm sick now. Okay, I got 15 more years. My thought was I would grind out these last 15 right. with kidney failure right. and go yeah. and right. just... Right, right. That that's it. Right, you know. God decided other way. Right, you know. Um, was it ever a time that you thought, is it anything more than all this disappointment and pain? Because it, it seemed like it happened so fast; mm-hmm. it was no break mm-hmm. from the time Caleb was born, actually, mm-hmm. till now, mm-hmm. till till maybe 
what, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, did you, I know I did, mm-hmm. but from your mind, from, from being a person very close and watching, did you, did you think that this is, this is too much, this all needs to stop? So, <laughs> I thought that a long time ago. So, let's take it back to when Melissa was pregnant with the girls. I was like, okay, we can't do this. Like, mm-hmm. this is a lot. Mm-hmm. Because you figure she had went through so much having Caleb. So, I'm like, okay, this just can't be. And then, your dad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. 2007. Right. No, let's do Lydia first. And I was like, yeah, we can't do this. This is not, this is not going to work. Yeah. All right, okay, we can't do this. We'll get through this. Then you're dead. And I was like, and you might, mind you, this is the year Boomy and I got married. Mm-hmm. And so there's like, okay. Then mom, mm-hmm. big diagnosis. I was like, nope, this, like, really, this cannot be. Like, this is going to be the miracle that this is, <laughs> this is what this is going to be. Yeah. Then it was, it seemed like it was okay mm-hmm. for a little bit. And then you getting sick. And I was like, nope. And I remember the first time you got sick. And we were like, no, you just got to go home and eat everything raw and just do clean and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, just really trying to just put that out the, out the mind. Because mm-hmm. we saw Melissa go through it. And it was just like one of those things like you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Your life is going to change. You have to slow down. You can't travel the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So January was very, very scary for me. Yeah. I was I was more scared about the surgery than I was about you actually being on dialysis. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I was actually more scared about the surgery than I was about. You know, it's a very, and I, I hope leaders are listening to this because it's, it's something how a leader that's really has his heart with God's heart, you can get to the point, and I think it's, you have to get there, where you kind of just throw up your arms and say, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you can suffer so much to the point mm-hmm. where you say, look, it is what it is. I don't have no more prayers about things right. getting better or worse right. or either way. Right. I'm not going to kill myself. I'm just going to live this out. But right. this sucks. Yeah. It's almost like God almost puts people in your life that will continue to think about your protection because you no longer can. Yeah. 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 Talk to talk to people out there who are... Um, Truly helping their leaders. I ain't talking about what titles. I'm talking about adjutants. Adjutants. Jesus didn't have adjutants. He had disciples. But anyway. Um, the disciples never poured a glass of juice. Never wiped his sweat. Yuck. They learned to be him. True. So you adjutants out there. You better check what you're learning, because if you only learning how to pour juice, you're being played, homeboy. Jesus didn't call you to be an adjutant. He called you to be like him. And he ain't poured nobody juice, and neither should you. you. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> Done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my rant. I just hate that. Mm-hmm. We watched it for years. I hate People using people. I don't want to leave the point we were on, though. Mm-mm. What point were we talking about? You don't remember? You told me to say to leaders. Say something mm-hmm. to the people out there that serve leaders. Again, not the adjutants, not the produce mm-hmm. pourers. I'm talking about the people who probably have no title, no mm-hmm. nothing, but they're the most dug in. Because usually that's how it is in church. Yeah. It's the people yeah. who have no whatever. Yeah. They're the people that hold the whole yeah. thing together. Yeah. Can you speak to those people out there as we end this podcast Encourage to encourage them 
on what they should be seeing, what they should be doing, what they should be looking for, and how can they most protect the heart of their leader in the future of whatever ministry that is. So I remember last summer you went to go preach for somebody, and I wound up um, contacting their admin afterwards. We were talking about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I said to them, like, your role is to protect your leader. And she said she felt like that that's what, you know, what God was telling her to do. Mm -hmm. And I said, you don't always have to say anything, but you pray for things that you don't tell them you pray about. Um, you literally have to protect them. You have to go to God for them. Mm -hmm. You block some things from coming to them. If you see something get right happen, you, you try to block it. Mm -hmm. You know, you literally protect them. And this cup says it all. You guys are human. We are. And I think that early on, I realized how human you are. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I was able to separate Christian from Bishop. Mm-hmm. And I, but I was able to treat Christian and Bishop the same way, but I can still separate who you were. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. you just want to be relaxed and chill. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you want to laugh and joke. Sometimes you want to just, you know, be real quiet and kind of be, you know, focused or whatever like that. But the main thing is to protect, to always look at your human side and remember that you're, you have your own personal struggles. Mm -hmm. You know, you have your own things you go through. Like we have our own things that we go through and mm -hmm. don't put so much responsibility and pressure on you to be a perfect person hmm. and to let people know like you know talk to god about it at the end of the day i've prayed a lot about different things mm -hmm. um when i saw people doing things or you putting faith in people and i'm like god i don't really know how that's gonna work mm -hmm. you know i would just pray about a lot of stuff but kind of be that protection but i don't you don't have to be like the adjutant oh don't come here oh don't do this yes. don't talk to them you don't have to do that mm -mm. you don't have to do that you can kind of sit in the background and just watch how things go, be mm -hmm. quiet, and just, yeah, protect. That's major. It that's, helps them that's carry big. the vision. Help them carry the vision. That's big. Don't cut it. Don't be that person. Listen. You know, mm. even if you don't believe it, listen. Hmm. Understand the humanity of yep. it all. Humanity. Well, Crystal, thank you. Thank you for spending this time this week and last week just recording. Um, this is, we didn't do this to, um, uh, just toot our horn about any success. We didn't talk much about success. Mm -hmm. We talked a lot about failure, a lot about ups and downs and the trials, but I really wanted you all to see was the relationships that get you through things. And, you know, whether you're a, a pastor or a leader, a business owner, um, a parent, Listen, let's get off of this, the important leaders. Yeah. No, if you yeah. if anything's following you and depending on you, yeah. you are an absolute leader and you're no less important than the bishop, the apostle, yeah. or whatever other title they'll make up to make themselves seem more important to you. Yeah. You are vital to what God has assigned to your hand. And so I wanted to uh, have Crystal come because I wanted someone who has walked with me for so many years through so many ups and downs and failures and uh, battles and wins and losses that that's what it takes to get you through here. You might, you know, you, you might want to depend on your anointing. Yeah, that's fine if you want to. Um, no, not, no, it's not fine if you want to because <laughs> th that's not what's going to get you through no, life. It's, it's relationships. And, you know, I know someone would say the anointing is enough. That's because you're religious and you don't even probably know what anointed means. It's just what somebody been screaming to you. You know what gave Jesus all his grace? Them boys following him, always pulling his, on his grace. That's what made him go and go and go. Mm -hmm. It was it was relationships. It was I'm going to make sure John becomes I'm going to make sure. Peter becomes. And I'm going to make sure when Peter's tempted and tossed like the wheat that he'll come back. That was relationships. Mm 
And so don't forsake relationships. Don't get so much into your gift, your talent, your writing, your preaching, your business, whatever you're doing, and forsake the relationships that get you there safely. I love you guys. No fear, no shame, no compromise. Thanks for hanging out again. Crystal, thank you for hanging out with me today, spending time, and then telling, sharing your truths and your heart um, with me, and most of all with the people. Visit our website, www.thenumber7crusade.org. There you can hook up with us and just kind of learn more about what we're doing. You can partner with us on projects we're doing around the world. Whatever you do, stay in the race because God made your feet able to hide, able to climb in high places. I love you. You will not fail because you weren't built to. See you next week. Hey guys, thank you so much for investing your time in the Backpack Preacher podcast. You can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify Podcasts. You can also watch the re-air of our podcast on our YouTube station. One more thing, visit our website, www.thenumber7crusade.org. Again, www.thenumber7crusade.org. For our products, booking, or to support any of our world missions projects, visit our site today. Thank you so much for visiting with us. We'll see you all soon.